0: Emergency room care can often mean long waits, impersonal care, and little follow-up. What innovations exist that may help with these problems? You are listening to Reach MD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and joining us to discuss a new approach to emergency room care for older patients is Dr. William Thomas, geriatrician and professor of aging studies at the Erickson School at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Thank you so much for being with us, Dr. Thomas.
1: Thanks for inviting me, Lee.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about what prompted you to initiate this project of an emergency room specifically for seniors?
1: Sure. I mean, part of it has to do with my own career. I actually got my start in postgraduate training in family medicine. But after I finished my residency, I went into emergency room care and was living in upstate New York and really loving uh, ER work. And then by kind of a strange coincidence, I took a job working as a medical director of a nursing home. And it turned out that I I actually loved geriatrics even more and kind of moved my career path along in the field of geriatrics, and I've really enjoyed it. And over time, I've done work with organizations that take care of older people, and one of those organizations called Trinity Health Services, which is a large Catholic system, and I helped them on their continuing care side to work on kind of quality and quality of life for elders. And they called me and said, hey, we've got another challenge for you. We, we want to reform our emergency room in Silver Spring, Maryland. And I said, sign me up. I'm going back to the future.
0: And so for your own interest certainly spurred you, but I imagine also some of the difficulties that seniors face in a conventional emergency room.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, if you run a geriatric medical practice, I'm going to tell you, you very quickly develop a real appreciation for how risky emergency rooms and acute care can be for very frail elders. In my geriatric medical practice, the focus has always been on primary continuing care for frail people. Mm -hmm. And, boy, the emergency room is optimized. It's designed, it's staffed, it's run to provide optimum care to acutely injured and ill people, mostly younger people. And uh, it's really not, the conventional ER is not set up to address the specific needs of older patients.
0: And so you set up the Holy Cross Emergency Room for Seniors with that in mind. When, when did this open? Oh, it
1: opened last October, and so we, we now have about four or five months of good experience in there, and we've been kind of tweaking it a little bit. But it actually took a year's worth of work of planning and preparation you know the the first thing we looked at was the physical environment that we had we we took sort of one part of the emergency room and we looked at the lighting and installed low non-glare lighting we looked at the sound environment and made it a quieter place more like what you'd think of as a typical traditional hospital supposed to be quiet you know and we changed the flooring so that it was not as Shiny and glaring, and it was not. A, it was more skid resistant. We actually changed the mattresses on the gurneys because one of the things we find is that many times older people wait a long period of time in the ER, and when they have are at high risk for skin breakdown, and they're on a one inch thick mattress, that can cause problems right there. So we we installed better mattresses and repainted the walls in a more elder friendly color and installed a blanket warmer, and and I guess maybe my favorite physical change that we made was providing a comfortable chair for family members who are visiting beside each bed.
0: That's critical. And several of these changes sound good for an ER of for anyone to make them more comfortable, but I can see that specifically for seniors, there are some big advantages here.
1: Again, I'm sort of a, a strange cross between ER doctor and geriatrician. I've actually always believed what you just said, which is if you really learn how to take really good care of people who are frail, people with multiple comorbidities, people with dementia, if you learn how to provide these people with really good care, you're actually learning how to give good care to everybody, people of all ages.
0: I can certainly see in my practice as an internist, older patients with visual issues, with concerns about falling, as you said, frail, more prone to bed sores. uh, This would be wonderful. Were there any changes made in terms of the staffing?
1: Oh, yeah. In fact, when we look back on the project, all of us think that the staffing intervention is the most important part, actually. Number one, we provided all of the nurses in the emergency room, whether they work in the special seniors emergency center or not, all of the nurses were given the opportunity to do online nursing education in gerontologic nursing. So all of the nurses were allowed to upgrade their skills in gerontologic nursing. That was really important.
0: I can imagine so.
1: Yeah. Number two, we have introduced a dedicated individual who we call our visit manager, but she's like a social worker who can really get to the bottom of what circumstances does this person have at home and are they at risk. And they screen for polypharmacy and they screen for fall risk. They screen for issues related to possible abuse and neglect at home. So all that screening, I think, has really helped the emergency center get a lower rate of unscheduled return for these patients. That's one of our best outcomes, actually.
0: That's very exciting, and it seems to me to be a real shift in philosophy, not just taking care of the acute laceration, but going deeper, what caused this? How can we prevent this in the future? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, geriatrics has always sort of taken a broad view of people's circumstances, and it's really nice to marry that philosophy with really high-quality acute medicine in the ER. I think that it's, they actually fit together nicely.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and with me to discuss a new approach to emergency care for older patients is Dr. William Thomas, professor of aging studies at the Erickson School at the University of Maryland in Baltimore County. Dr. Thomas, let me play devil's advocate in, in two ways. This sounds wonderful. I worry about time and cost. Could you comment on those?
1: Well, yeah. Actually, a couple of things. Let's talk about time. Again, all of us who've taken care of people in emergency rooms know that taking care of an older person who may have communication difficulties, who may have memory problems, who may have multiple comorbidities, that takes time. There's no doubt that the experience of taking care of older people is more time-consuming. And yet, in the emergency room, we need to get people in, evaluate them, and move them out. So we've tried to deal with the time issue by spreading some of the burden, again, better prepared gerontologic nurses, dedicated social worker, and better communication with the family. And overall, we find that we're able to actually improve patient flow through the ER when we have access to that information than when we do it the usual way. I'll just say quickly, the second issue about money, it's very expensive very expensive to have a system where you provide acute care and the person's back within 24 or 48 hours with the same problem, but much worse. So one of the keys to saving money for the whole system is reducing unexpected revisits. And this intervention really is showing us that we can do that.
0: That's very interesting because we certainly always are told and we see that emergency room care is the most expensive way to render care. And it's easy to see that by the change in philosophy and trying to prevent people from needing to come back, it could very well be cost effective. Right. It's
1: a kind of a systemic approach. You're looking at the, whole, the cost of the whole system rather than just the cost of the visit to the ER. And honestly, I think we're all going to be thinking more systemically as time goes on and that our healthcare system changes. So.
0: Well, it sounds wonderful. More comfortable care, better care, maybe even cost-effective care. Is this something you could see being generalized across the country? Well,
1: yes and no, actually. Let me say that there aren't very many emergency rooms in America who actually can say, let's take a part of this emergency room and dedicate it specifically to seniors. I mean, emergency rooms are busting at the joints all over america and the folks in silver spring holy cross hospital in silver spring they had the advantage of having a part of the emergency room that they were able to kind of decommission and transform and then recommission now a lot of people hearing our story are going to be like wow we can't do that we don't have the room but i do think That as people kind of redesign emergency rooms or rebuild or rehabilitate emergency rooms, I do think there we can start to introduce this innovation when there is going to be a construction budget and they really are going to expand. I think a senior's emergency center makes sense as
0: part of that plan. And do you see this general idea being applicable to other disease states or other populations of patients?
1: No, I don't really. I'm a geriatrician, so that's my bias. But I I think it's an age-specific thing. I I don't really see it in terms of specific diseases, but, you know, always willing to learn.
0: Right. Were there any major obstacles that you encountered as you went through the process of planning and then implementing the Holy Cross ER?
1: Yeah. I I mean, the number one issue, and this won't, again, surprise anybody in the field, is that the staff in an emergency room is already going 120 miles an hour and when you you sit down with the staff and you say okay guess guess what Mm -hmm. we're gonna do more training we're gonna we're gonna change our operations we're gonna do all this new screening on older patients people I think very legitimately say wow well we just don't have time you can't make us do that and it, it really takes persistence and leadership to get people to the point where now, if you talk to the staff at Holy Cross, they'll tell you, yeah, this is working. This is helping us. We're actually moving older people through in a more timely fashion, working this way than the way we did before. But boy, I'll tell you, it, it took a year and a lot of work to overcome, you know, doubts and concerns on on the part of the staff.
0: That's very interesting. And, uh, tell me more about the, the follow-up as a, practicing doctor in the community. Sometimes I feel I don't get adequate follow-up when my patients are in the ER. I imagine with the new philosophy and the social worker there, there needs to be communication with the primary care doc. How is that facilitated?
1: Again, I I would say that it's kind of funny. I think one of the strengths of the project is actually that the hospital runs a a wide number of really high-quality home care supports and services And none of those supports or services were ever integrated into the ER visit before. So I think we're actually helping the primary care MD by making those connections straight out of the ER and then letting the primary care physician know, you know, this patient was here, this was our screening, this was our assessment, and the social workers already made these recommendations rather than, you know, (laughs) you know the... Uh, see your primary care physician in the next three days. You know, and that's the
0: follow-up. Right, and nothing's been set up. No connections have been made. Nothing, and then you're the
1: you're in the office, and you're like, "What happened?" You know,
0: I've certainly been there. You're exactly right. Are you equipped also for traumatic injury? Well, you know, that's really interesting
1: because we made a decision, the whole team, early on, that people of any age who come in with trauma and cardiac arrest, and, you know, the need for advanced life support, these people were going to go straight into the regular ER, trauma room, resuscitation room, where it's, it's all set up for those needs. So this Seniors Emergency Center really focuses on people who come in, uh, I've been throwing up for two days, uh, my belly hurts, and my doctor started me on all this new medicine. <laughs> okay, that's, a little, that's going to take a little work up, and these are the people we really concentrate on. It's not walk-in stuff, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, it, it isn't I got hit by a bus stuff either.
0: In the minute that uh, we have left, do you have any advice for those who may be listening who are involved with health care reform and, and how to consider something like this in their own communities?
1: Well, I, I guess what I'd say is there are advantages that come to all patients, actually when we, we really practice and work hard to get better at taking care of older patients. We learn a lot, and we, we learn lessons that are, turn out to be useful to all patients when we do that. And I, I'd really encourage listeners to think about their own practice and their own hospital and, and ask, how can we do a better job of taking care of older people?
0: Well, I very much want to thank Dr. William Thomas, Professor of Aging Studies at the Erickson School at the University of Maryland in Baltimore County for talking to us about this very interesting and sounds like successful project at the Holy Cross Emergency Room, opening up an emergency room specifically for seniors. He's outlined some of the aesthetic and physical changes that they've made as well as some major changes in staffing and philosophy and has outlined how this can really be a positive for the entire medical community. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD Radio, on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please also visit us at ReachMD.com. And thank you for listening.